From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Shay Lynch of Future State Performance, who teaches companies how to leverage the power of systems thinking to achieve long-term and sustainable success. He works with companies so they can become more profitable, stay in business through harsh economic times, be ruthless at the elimination of wasteful activities, and focus only on the activities that add value to their clients and their business. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Shay. Shay, in your line of work with Future State Academy, you come across and you speak with business leaders from all over the world and all different topics, you know, practically every day of the week. But I'm sure there's there are challenges which ring through to the majority of businesses, especially in the age that we're living in now. What are you seeing as being those top challenges? Yeah, it, it's funny you say that, Elaine. And I've been doing a, a lot of research on this over the last number of months because I've seen this in industry with my clients and my network, they're all struggling. And I want to get to the depths of that. And I've come up with a lot of a big list of challenges, Elaine. And guess what? They're not any different than what we were experiencing before. But the problem is they're coming up, they're coming from many different angles, many different problems from many different angles. So it's compounding. So it's not just one problem people are dealing with, it's multiple. And here's the thing, Elaine, the problem with that is these are distractions. These are taking people and business leaders and teams away from all the value added work they need to do. So they're having less time to do the value stuff for their clients, less time to get new clients. That means less money is being made and they're leaving money on the table. So they're focusing literally, you know, on firefighting and firefighting. That are happening rather than the core activities which drive yeah. the business. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And if you were to think like when I think about it, you know, I think, my God, I've got my employees, you know, to I won't say to satisfy, but to serve. I've got a duty of care to them as well as that. Then, of course, you've got your customers to fulfill and you've got to keep them happy and give them a good service. What are you seeing as being maybe the main challenges that yeah. your average leader has to beat in this day and age? You, you've just listed a few of them right there, Elaine, right? Number one. You talked about employees and keeping them served and served well. Retention, right? Employee retention and top talent retention as well. It's an employee's market out there at the moment. So it's not just good enough to give them money. You can't just expect that you exchange money for their services, that they will be loyal to you. You have to ensure you build that loyalty into your business programs to ensure they're happy. A lot of companies focus on just performance, Elaine. And I say, if you just focus on performance, you will limit your capability within the business to improve performance. You need to improve and focus on fulfillment for your teams to make sure they're happy. They love coming into work. In fact, they enjoy coming into work above and beyond just getting a paycheck. Another big one that you talked about is customers. Guess what, Elaine? Customers want more. They always want more. They don't have to be loyal to you, just like your employees you have to give them a reason to be loyal to you. And that works. You may call like that may require you to do a little bit more every single time you talk or touch any touch points with them. But here's the thing. The more you can build really strong relationships 
with your customers and learn more about their business pains, the more you can help them, the more they'll stay with you and the more they will be loyal to you. Even if the competition knocks on the door, they won't even open because you're their partner in whatever pain relief you supply to them. So that's super important. Another big one, Elaine, is the rising cost of business, right? Mm -hmm. It just, this has always been an issue, but guess what, Elaine? It just keeps getting higher and higher. And you know that with all the world global issues going on, we're impacted even on a personal level, not just in business. That means your customers are spending less, number one, but also your costs are going up. So you need to really control the controllables within your business. And I talk about optimizing your business model and you can't. And here's the thing of all the work I've ever done over the years, I've been doing this, Elaine, there's never enough optimization you can do. The more you make improvements, the more you will see in your business, there is room for more improvements. Keep iterating, keep improving. And I'll tell you now, you will optimize. You will make sure you give yourself the best chance for success so you can thrive even in bad times. And I suppose, you know, the phrase that comes to mind there when you say that the better you get, you know, the more you strive for more excellence is that a rolling stone gathers no moss. So when yeah. that momentum, you know, creeps up, it's easier to keep it going. But sometimes... And what I'm hearing and feeling from some companies is that they can really be paralyzed by fear. And if I was to ask you, Shay, you know, you talk about business optimization, just in case there's anybody listening in here, you know, if you were to distill down, what exactly is business optimization? But it's a really good question. And it comes from multiple angles, Elaine, right? Number one, whatever your core processes are, you need to ensure you're doing them really efficiently. You need to ensure all the people who are doing those processes are doing it the same way to get standard repeatable results, right? When you create a standard process within your business, then you can measure it. You can measure its effectiveness, even if it's internal, regardless of a customer facing process, you can measure it. And what I like to do, one of the simple things I like to do, um, Elaine, and, I, and I've said this many times, you know, I say this a lot. I'm a process nerd, right? <laughs> I'm actually a manufacturing engineer by trade. What I love to do with my clients is we take their core processes, right? And then we take them one by one and start putting post-its on a wall. We break them down step by step by step and build a line of post-its on the wall. Once we've done that, then we start looking at every step, what's working well, mm -hmm. what is not, what can we do differently? And what can we remove in a lot of cases too? And we do that for all the processes, number one. That's the first thing I always do. I get a view of the core processes. And even then, you will see lots of opportunities to improve by just analyzing. People don't realize they're doing things in a way that can have a consequence downstream. And that's when you do them separately. And even when you put them in a line, Elaine, like, because they all, if you think marketing process leads to sales, Sales leads to onboarding and onboarding leads to service delivery. They're all in a line. You're all part of the same process. It's all on the same process. train. Yeah, exactly. So again, work together with all your cross-functional, your stakeholders, and you'll see working together will make it better. So that's a big one there. But they're all the stuff on the ground, Elaine. And then when I've done that activity, then I start looking at the management framework, right, to see... Well, are these things at the top level supporting these processes? Are they aligned? Are they complementing each other, not contradicting? And more often than not, there's a lot of contradictory things going on because the whole point, Elaine, is to make your business model or your operating model as flexible 
and adaptable to change. Because as you know, Elaine, the world, the only constant in the world now in business and life is change. So it's about analyzing everything and making sure the structure and the processes are moving. Oh, by the way, the final piece of that, Elaine, is the strategy, right? Mm. To ensure you've got a good vision. But as I always say, people love visions. They love moving forward, right? Which is important. Don't get me wrong. But they forget about the here and now. You have to know where your starting point is, number one. And then on the first part of strategy, which, which people forget about, is protection. You need to protect it. So no matter what's being fired at you, all these challenges, you need to be protected. And I always say business strategy now should be military operation. You need to pack, protect your teams, your business, your customers, like an army would protect the fort and the people inside. It should be executed with military precision. Now that's really, and I think even the word that you said there is that, you know, anything like this, you know, from a t terms of management framework or strategy needs to have flexibility built into it. I think that's something that the typical Irish SME, you know, population has in abundance is that to maintain those levels of flexibility because when the right opportunity does come knocking on the door, you never know when that is. It's about being able to put the hand up and Absolutely. running with that opportunity and take advantage. And that's what will pip the competitors at the post. Yeah, no, that you know what, it's a really good call out, Elaine. I find the entrepreneurs in Ireland, they're very, like, as you said, that entrepreneurial spirit, they can see things, they're adapting straight away. And that's what I love about doing work in this country, that people like I do a lot of work with big corporates and I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it, Elaine. But nothing pleases me more. I get more. I feel transformational when I work with these entrepreneurs that can see it. And then once they run with it, they can see the improvement because that means they're encouraged to keep doing it and doing it and moving forward. And I think as well, you know, the importance of strategy and, and all of the planning and having that vision. I think it was Dr. Briga Hines that once said to me, you know, we can have all the strategic plans in the world, but actually, you know, it's it's even a better way to phrase and say, look, what are our strategic options? So you know that the different scenarios and to plan those into all of your planning, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, and one thing as well that you you highlighted so nicely, and I'm a very big fan of all the different colored posters and stickies. And my desk here is a, a, a stationary heaven in that regard, you know, <laughs> but it's really from a visual perspective. But what I can see is that it brings teams together to openly brainstorm. And mm. sometimes, you know, we're, we're living in our own bubble and our own Yahari window when you're in a management position or in the position of an entrepreneur, you know, is a very lonely place. But by opening up those lines of communication, involving the team and hearing from them on the ground, you know, what they think is happening at each point. And this is so important, especially in two departments, which I hear very much sales side and marketing. And that's where a big alignment or misalignment can have big consequences. Oh, you're, you're spot on, Elaine. And just to go back, the reason why I start off with doing a mapping session, right? It's multiple things. Number one, I learn everything I need to know in the space of two hours. I know how I can help a company within two hours of doing that process. Number two, it's probably the first time every different person in that business has seen themselves as part of a chain, right? They just think they sit on a chair, they do their a good day's work, right? And then go home. It's like they, they're in a bubble, right? Because they're doing things the way they've always done them. Right? And they're too busy to think. It's nobody's fault. It's They're too busy to think, Elaine. But when I put those on a, on a, a wall and and someone here, so you're, you're at the top end and Elaine, you're doing something a certain way. Then we realize that someone downstream has to rework something because it's not put in the format that they would like. 
I don't do anything. Once they see this, they start helping each other. It's like a eureka moment. I'm just a facilitator. So that's the main thing. I learn what I need to do, but they start working together straight away because people want to do a good job. The great example you brought about marketing and sales, I see this all the time. This is a, a great example where teams can be functionally brilliant. They're meeting and exceeding their KPIs. When you put them together, they're contradictory. And I'll tell you why. I go into sales teams and they say, um, I ask them about their biggest pains and they go, one of them is always, well, we get all these leads from marketing, but we can't do anything with them, right? Then I go into marketing and I ask the same questions and one of them all like usually comes up with, well, we give all these leads to sales, but they don't, we don't hear back. We don't know what they're doing. And I start talking to them like, do you ever communicate? Do you ever, and this is where I mentioned the term cross-functional is really important and that end-to-end -end line Elaine because as I always say it's like a relay team that handing at the baton is the is the in-between that has to be seamless mm -hmm. so they need those cross collaborative processes and KPIs to ensure they're all going the same direction it's a great example and that's where excuse me I always know where to start once I hear these conversations I know where to start it brings it straight in. and I think the underlying maybe you know, attribute or characteristic that, you know, goes under and underwrites all of this is open, honest lines of communication. Absolutely. Yeah. You, like, and that's where I always talk about the six skills in business, Elaine. One is your personal skills, right? About how you can show up, take on challenges, your mindset, your routines, your habits, everything. Really important to have a good day, right? But then your communicative, collaborative skills. How can you make really good relationships, not just in your team, but in the other surrounding teams within your business? And Elaine, that can extend also to your customers, as we spoke about, and also your suppliers, too, because you have to see yourself as the extended enterprise. You should work together to make it better, because the more you work with your suppliers and customers, the more you protect your supply chain and the people, the end user. Why wouldn't you work together? It's in everybody's interest to do it together. Absolutely. Shay, you've been an absolute mindful of information. And I think that you've actually called out so many of the challenges, you know, and the opportunities for improvement as well, you know, amongst many of our listeners here today. And I personally have taken on board, you know, lots of learnings from, from you, Shay. Shay, if you were to sum up, right, and to leave our listeners with, say, three takeaways, what would you say to them? Number one is always optimize the business model. You don't have to have all the answers now, but get the process started. Get it started, then work on continually iterating and improving it. Number one, also with the employees, make sure they're fulfilled. Measure them on fulfillment. Make sure they are fulfilled. Work hard on that, Elaine. Give people a reason to show up to work above and beyond a paycheck. Create friendships in business. I always talk about friends in business. Why? Because friends look out for each other, right? And that creates a culture of helping people. Helping people are happy people. Happy people are performing people, right? That's another takeaway. Work hard on making sure your, your employees will go above and beyond and, and work in a synergistic fashion. The final one is your customer experience. Never leave it to chance, Elaine. Never. Like there, if you work hard with your customers, if you become their part, their extender, I talked about the extended enterprise, Work hard on building that view with your customers. Not only will you get repeat business, it's the simplest sale in the game, number one. But also, if you're that good, they will refer you on to their network as well. And that is super powerful. But what I'll say, 
and and the films you hear great great power comes great responsibility you got to make sure you deliver your first goal when they open up your network is to make them look good so make sure you've got all the processes in place to ensure you can consistently achieve a strong customer experience she you know coming from the self-professed process nerd i think we've all learned so much from listening to you here this morning i've got personally so many takeaways but you've summed them all up extremely well she we look forward to serve continuing to serve you here at the all ireland business foundation but also as well you know for our community to benefit from the expertise and the knowledge that you have that you'll be able to guide them with regard to not only getting their strategy right but optimizing all of their processes around it. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Elaine. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll. Goodbye.